0: Welcome to the PTUK Christmas extravaganza, and uh, it's safe to say that we've got a star-studded lineup of guests joining us uh, on today's Christmas show. Uh, We're going to kick off first with, uh, I think we shall start with uh, Captain Jeff. Jeff, welcome on to the PTUK Christmas special.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you. Yes, we can okay. hear you, Jeff.
1: I'm sorry. I'm uh, having some difficulties, which is very unusual. for. I've <laughs> never had that before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Great to great. see you, everybody.
0: Good to see you on. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. How have how things been with you, then?
1: Oh, every, until uh, just a few minutes ago, great. <laughs> oh, good. I'm uh, enjoying my uh, retirement. I'm not officially retired, but I... Uh, I am no longer flying, I'm no longer qualified to fly, and my actual retirement date is coming up day after Christmas, so uh, (gasps) I'm effectively retired right now. Oh, wow. I love it.
0: Excellent, excellent. And joining us as well from the Airline Pilot Guy show is the resident, well, resident retired Airbus captain. It is, of course, Captain Nick. Hello,
2: Nick. Yeah, we're going to have to rename the show, Jeff, aren't we? (laughs) The the Retired Airline Pilot Guy Show. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing very well, thanks very much indeed, Uh, Carlos. Lovely to be uh, invited back on. I wasn't expecting uh, the invitation after what happened last year, but uh, perhaps (laughs) we can put that all behind us now.
0: No, it's good to see you on, Nick, and obviously looking festive as well as you always do.
2: Doing my best, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Also joining us on the festive special today is uh, one of our super subs who we have on the show very frequently. He's uh, well, he's an aficionado of all things Airbus as well. It is, uh, I should say, Captain Andy. Oh, I knew you were going to do
3: that. Hello, Merry Christmas! <laughs>
0: Looking very Happy festive. Christmas there.
3: Birthday, yeah, yeah. I've got me got me festive time. To- I'm not in the pub tonight because it's minus five out there. Uh, minus it's too five. cold. Too
0: yeah. cold, yeah. Well, at least you do have your home pub. You don't have to go out to
3: go to a pub. That is true, but I think I'll go to a pub later on, because it would be warmer in there. <laughs>
0: His home pub. Honestly, you're so lucky. Uh, how are things Are you, Andy? Are you, uh, you all good?
3: Yeah, good. Yep, nice and busy and they run up to Christmas.
0: And the schedule is looking good for Christmas? No flying anywhere? Oh, yeah,
3: no, I'm off all Christmas. It's lovely.
0: What, you're not going to be flying me to Future Ventura on uh, the 23rd then?
3: No, but Matt can do that. Okay,
0: I'll ask him. Matt, welcome on to the show. He's back. Uh, good to see you on.
4: Hi, yeah. How are you doing?
0: Good. Uh, you, you can't uh, sort of plan yourself for a uh, flight on the 23rd then from uh, Luton to uh, Pitterman
4: I, I am flying that day, but I'm not doing that, unfortunately. Oh. I know. I'm flying Boxing Day as well, but I do have Christmas Day off, so that's good.
0: Oh, that's good. Good. At least you're around. But how's, how's the flying going? Busy?
4: yes all very good um it's just calming down a bit now for winter very very busy summer and uh yeah looking forward to a bit of a quieter time in the winter i'm part-time during the winter so it just gives me a bit more time so yeah well, excellent things, really
0: excellent well it'll be a shame I, I shall miss you on the 23rd although i might go and pop up on the flight deck and see the guys up there and sort of you know name drop name drop a few names you know i might get yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh also it's joining us a... it's not going to get you any preferential treatment oh, doing right. that. in okay. fact it might make things worse <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if i mention and your name forget, Andy? don't forget Carlos. the best thing to do is go running up to the flight dick door and bang on it very oh, hard going, oh yeah let me in let me in
0: i might <laughs> 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 give that one a miss I'll, I'll i'll get i'll get gemma to do that i'll get the wife to do that she'll um yeah
5: yeah, if yeah. you
3: want a nice,
4: quiet holiday,
3: yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an expensive
0: aftermath, though, wouldn't it, I think, yeah.
4: And, yeah uh, Thanks very much for inviting me on. I've is. got my uh, festive jumper as well. I managed to get an Airbus A320 Christmas jumper. Oh, That's British amazing. Airways. Yeah. So oh, I
3: like that. Is it chocolate fun? or
6: non-chocolate?
4: What we got? Chocolate. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. oh. I thought Andy I was asking best. if it was chocolate. I need the
7: best.
1: <laughs> 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 yes. It melts all over your... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah. Also, uh, also joining us on the Christmas special is uh, our main
5: man, Micah. Hey, great to be here, and I find if you want to get on a flight deck, Carlos, the easiest way is to always bring chocolate for the pilots. I bring it for the flight attendants, they let me on the plane, but once they get on, you bring some chocolate for the pilots, they are eternally grateful. Really nice to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me, and if you notice, I have a little bit of a Barry White voice, I sort of got the time wrong, so here I am a little, a little early. A little early, not,
0: not to worry and uh, also joining us as well one of our ptuk master host team it is of course our uh, the legend that is i should say armando
7: it's lovely to see everyone and i'm also technically a retiree so i'm just waiting to see what these young guys matt and andy have to say about the show <laughs>
0: Good to have you on Amanda. Obviously, you're flying soon, so as uh, we need to, uh, we need to obviously crack on, and because we have a quiz as well today on the Christmas show, which is good. But uh, Nev, you're also joining us as well today. Good to see you, Nev.
6: Yes, and to see everybody else as well. Brilliant. Um, so yes, I've been spending a little bit of time flying over the last few months, and uh, no shortage of content for Nev's terminal tantrums segment that's for sure Uh, especially after the other day in Dublin but uh, yes I will not be short of material for the next year but of course February 2025 I shall also be retiring so I won't be doing quite as much flying uh, as I am at the moment but uh, let's see what we can do in the meantime and really looking forward to the Christmas show with the guys here
4: Yes, indeed. I think Andy uh, and I have to work for a long time to pay for these pensions.
3: Yeah. I was, just, I was just thinking that. I was thinking, <laughs> 2025, I've still got to work until 2050-something. Oh, 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 no.
6: <laughs> just, just before <laughs> just, just, just 9 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: But uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start uh, the Christmas show with kind of a, a look back at 2023 and possibly some of the things that kind of stu- stuck out or st- stuck out for you guys, uh, possibly in the news or something that's that, that uh, an experience that you've had this year. Because I know both Matt and Andy have had quite a busy year uh, this year with their airlines as well, and obviously Nev, you've had a busy year as well. But uh, we'll start obviously with Jeff with your uh, retirement date looming very soon um obviously you've got a, obviously a special day i'd imagine for that sort of lined up as such but anything this year that stands out for you um with uh, with
1: your career uh no actually not uh i am managed to work myself out of the back of the airplane the back door uh with no one even noticing that i'm gone so um as far as everybody's concerned at uh, Delta, I can say it now. Um, they, they probably don't even know I'm not there anymore. So yeah. Is this where you can admit your DB Cooper? Oh yeah, well. Yeah, just, are, we on the, are we on the air? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, DB and I are going to be doing some vacations <laughs> together. He has an RV as well, and uh, so we're going to have some fun.
0: What's the plan, uh, Jeff, with obviously, have you got an idea or a rough idea when your sort of final flight will be? Or is it going to be a case of you don't really know?
1: My final flight was uh, several months ago. Ah, okay. So, yeah. And at the time, I didn't, just like uh, Captain Nick, uh, he he didn't know when his last flight was either. uh, But circumstances led uh, to that situation. Same thing for me. And uh, so I'm... I'm kaput. I'm all done. And uh, my plans wow. are I'm waiting for my motorhome to be delivered in uh, the spring. And then uh, I'll be moving into that full time and traveling North America and uh, just enjoying life. It seems to be Sounds great. It seems to be like you've been waiting ages for that RV. Um,
0: uh, I remember you, you ordered it. Like It must be what, two, three years ago you ordered that RV?
1: Yeah, April of 2021, and uh, it's it's a long story, but it's a gr- it's a great company. It's a Canadian company. I think that's part of the problem. Uh, and uh, sorry, Liz, if you're if you're watching, I was just going to say <laughs> uh, we, we love our Canadian friends. Uh, it's a it's a very respected, uh, high quality manufacturer, uh, kind of a, almost like a boutique manufacturer of uh, recreational vehicles um, here in North America. And they had a long list, uh, waiting list, even before the pandemic, but the pandemic just kind of blew everything to smithereens. And uh, yeah, so I knew I was in for a long wait and I would, I'd hoped that it would coincide with my retirement, but it's not quite going to match up completely. So the next few months I'll be um, waiting for my RV and, and just enjoying this retirement life.
7: Well,
5: we've well, we
1: always
7: got a guest room up here in Charlotte. You're more than welcome.
1: Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> and I've got a parking lot you can stay in. <laughs> oh, very good. With well, or without I mean, an I, RV. <laughs> I was going to say, can, can I come inside if I'm in my car,
5: Micah? No, uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let me let me ask a British cultural question from a, a barbaric American. Is is what Jeff is getting is the RV, Is it, would that be called over there in the UK, a caravan? Motorhome. Motorhome, Okay. I always get yeah, caravan. a caravan.
1: Well, trailer would be a caravan, I think. But I don't have a trailer; it's all in one, and and I call it a motorhome as well.
0: There we right. go. There we go. And I'm guessing you've you've got a, a suitable uh, broadcasting uh, antennae to put on the uh, the RV,
1: like a Starlink or some kind of system? Yeah, so can... I, I have Starlink, I have uh, AT&T Business uh, Hotspot, and I have my T-Mobile phone. So hopefully, uh, with a combination of all those, I'll have internet connections to uh, continue to broadcast live shows. Excellent. We look forward to that.
0: Busy times ahead for you, uh, um, Jeff. So we look forward to hearing some adventure stories from what you get up to. Yep, you'll hear no, more than you want, I'm sure. <laughs> uh Matt, moving on to you, what's uh, what's going on with uh, with you um my highlight. your highlight mine's for probably the not year.
4: not even personal, mine's just bringing Concord back into the forefront, I think. Um I've a lot of nostalgia seeing all the press about Concord being retired and reliving those moments. So I remember it well and uh yeah. Although it was sad at the time, I think it was nice that it came back into, into the forefront and that nostalgia and pride back into you know that lost technology. Are you all right there, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think you fell over. <laughs>
2: I just rang the bell. That's all. It was the doorbell that went. It lasted, it
0: that that last, it wasn't last orders. Don't panic. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, Nev, I did see a report on online a few weeks ago about that uh, they were complaining about the sorry state of the Concorde that's parked at Heathrow at the moment. It was looking rather um, sad.
6: And unloved. Yeah, Alpha Bravo is, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking very good condition, unfortunately. If you, if you see it from a distance, it's okay. But actually close up, it's uh, it could really do with being in a hangar somewhere. Of course, just no real hangar capacity at all that Heathrow that will be open to visitors either. That's the other thing. Of course, everything there is airside, so that's a bit of a problem. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, looking a little bit unloved, unfortunately. Mm. But there we go.
0: Any uh, any particular flights that stood out for you this year, Matt, in regards to like your sort of day to day flying?
4: Um, don't think so. Nothing, nothing no. in particular. Um, not had anything particularly special going on. No, just the um, usual.
0: Obviously, all the flights into Malta have been fantastic. Just so Yeah,
4: yeah. I haven't done any of those. <laughs> Andy,
0: moving on to you, any highlights this year? Obviously, you've had a busy year and you've sort of changed roles as such, haven't you, kind of thing?
3: Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster year. I started out extremely unwell, lost my medical for quite some time, uh, then got back to flying. And now I've stopped flying again. Yeah, I've uh, moved roles and I'm now more management side. So I fly occasionally, but not a great deal. I think I've done around 200 hours this year, if that, which is not a great amount. But yeah, it's it's on a high now. Towards the end, enjoying the new job. Um, nothing really stands out. I mean, Matt's been lucky. Every flight I seem to do, I, I seem to be the uh, the um, the dirt magnet. It just everything seems to go wrong for me. So, I, but maybe that's best that I'm not flying the line anymore. But yeah, I'm happy. Looking forward yeah. to the next new year. Yeah, but I'm surprised you don't miss all the flying.
0: I'm surprised you don't want to, you know, you know, do it every day but i suppose you've had how many years have you have you been
3: flying for the airline now uh coming up 13 years oh, yeah 13 years i do enjoy flying 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 still fun now when i can't do it occasionally I, I think your line. the
6: secret i think your secret and is uh you love to be criticizing uh, other people for not doing it <laughs> properly and i was no. on the receiving end of that uh, if you remember in a simulator with you and Matt uh, commenting on my skills or lack of them uh, in the A320. If, so if you, you remember, Randy, in your we element, were nothing, I'm sure. We were nothing but nice to you. <laughs> well, for 50% of the time, yes. <laughs> I did hit 50%. you with a stick a few times, yes. yes.
4: There you go. No, Nev, that was us being nice. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you want to come and do a line check with me, Nev? No, thanks. <laughs>
0: We need to get that on video next time. I think if that happens again, mind you, you did well actually in the sim. Do you remember back at the two hundredth Nev when we were down at, um, in London? Was it the two hundredth or the one hundredth? I can't remember now. No, it's the two hundredth one. The two hundredth show. Yeah, yeah. I think we all done well, but that was in a that was in a real aircraft. Oh, that was in a proper proper aircraft. Don't you dare! It's Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, we'll, we'll swiftly move on. We need to do the quiz before we l- lose Armando. Obviously, he's off uh, flying again very soon. Armando, any thoughts, any highlights for you for uh, this last year? Obviously, you've um, changed aircraft about 30,000 times and brought about 5 million aircraft. But um, was
7: <laughs> um, Well, actually, this is a closely related to Micah's segment that we're going to play out a little bit later. I don't have a... Mine's not a specific... Uh, moment, but it's, it's actually been over the course of the year, the evolution in my wife's interest in aviation. And for me, I feel like I'm, I'm the lucky guy here that has a tolerant spouse that, uh, you know, earlier this year, you know, she's flown with me for years, right. in all kinds of di- different airplanes, but something changed for her when she flew the Stearman. And it was something about that open cockpit and my friend, Brian Rosenstein, um, shameless plug at Legacy Biplane Rides. Uh, he's an instructor and it wasn't just a ride. He he gave her a full lesson uh, in the steerman, And then she went back again and they did an aerobatic ride. And then she went back again for another. Um, so she got hooked on that. It was it was the open cockpit biplane experience that really pushed her over the top. And I am happy to say that last night she started ground school. So, oh, wow. um, for me, it's just been her evolution in the in the interest of aviation. And of course that led to us buying a biplane ourselves, uh, in the last couple months. And it's just, uh, it's pretty cool that of all the things she kind of latched onto that vintage part of aviation. And, you know, the, the shearling hats and the goggles and uh, wind in my hair and hair her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hence so the biplane behind you. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's my my best aviation twenty twenty three experience. I think. Oh.
0: Nick, how about you? Obviously, you've been retired. How many years is it now, Nick, since you uh, retired from?
2: Uh, you Imagine. know, so, so many. I, I've kind of lost count. Uh, I I think I lost it in twenty twenty, mm. or no, nineteen probably 19. actually twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah. So how many years is that? You guys can work it out. I I'm retired. Um, so yeah, it's it's disappearing nicely into the distance, and my life has you know a, assumed a a more casual attitude to everything. Uh, which is fantastic. You know, I feel like I'm going to live forever now. This is superb. Good and anyway, to hear. when it comes to uh, events this year, I've got so many to choose from. The, the top of my list has to be... Um, Jeff coming over and taking us both up to uh, Silverstone for the uh, British Grand Prix, uh, a fantastic uh, time we had, you know, practice days, qualies, the race itself, all with the most amazing uh, Facilities are available to us, food and drink uh, being thrown at us by everybody. It was absolutely superb. So uh, I, I'm going to be forever in Jeff's debt for that, but it really was a fantastic time. But um, in addition, I've been belted around the countryside um, trying to promote aviation to all sorts of uh, groups. Uh, I've been up to the uh, Air Yorkshire uh, Aviation Society, um, Um, The Isle of Wight uh, Royal Aeronautical Society. I've been across to Hamburg to speak to the Royal Aeronautical Society there. Um, Up to Manchester, uh, to the Aviation Society. There are a great bunch of people. There are so many keen uh, aircraft enthusiasts uh in manchester and they had an audience of about 110 which you know it was standing room only in the um room that they were using which is the one there at the um visitors center right beside concord so it's a fantastic venue and uh, great fun up there uh, i've talked at uh, Waybridge uh, which is uh, the Brooklyn's museum where you guys held uh, one of your epic what was it the 5000th show i forget now <laughs> um and, um, uh, the Weybridge, um, Royal Aeronautical Society meet there and they have got it really organized because they do it in the, uh, entertainment area and they have food laid on. They all sit there in these circular tables. It's like, it's like being a presenter at a jazz club or something unless you know? it's, it's superb. Anyway, they also invited me up to their, um, uh, memorial dinner where they have uh, an amazing speech and, uh, uh, all paid for by British Airspace, isn't that nice? So I've, I've really been uh, doing the rounds uh, this year and uh, thoroughly enjoying myself. I'm looking forward to putting my feet up in retirement, something that has yet to happen.
0: Busy, busy. I did catch your one you done at Manchester, Nick, a few weeks back because um, you had the guys from Airliners Live there and they were streaming Indeed. the um broadcast there, which I managed to watch the whole show and it was really good. It was great, great to um to see you kind of live doing a talk there. But did you get a chance to speak to Andy and the guys uh, yes, design. I
2: did, uh, particularly during uh, before we kicked off and uh, during the interval. Uh, really nice guys, and uh, they got some great kit, and uh, they do this almost continuous uh, broadcast of uh, flying events there in and out of the airport. They catch caught some great uh, shots of the aircraft going in and out, and uh, they are real enthusiasts. Fantastic people. Yeah, they do put a great
0: stream out. Uh, two or three times a week actually i don't know i'm under whether you ever get a chance to catch those guys but they kind of do a live stream from manchester airport
7: yeah occasionally i put it on in the mm. background but it's pretty neat yeah but the, you know it's starting to catch on on youtube now and now there's there's a stream at i think san francisco there's one in la there's you know they're all trying to to be those guys but <laughs> well, you guys had it first like almost everything else we have here in the u.s mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, That'll be the day. I think uh, you guys are now going to give up your right to the first airplane. Isn't there a Brazilian that's going to uh, take the credit for being <laughs>
4: Mr. Santa, Dumont? Santa, yeah, for being Santa, Dumont.
2: <laughs>
7: that will never happen. The, the state of North Carolina itself uh, where I live will never accept that because all of our license plates say first in flight and have the Wright brothers on there. So yeah. we're not changing our license plates. Nah, and you guys,
2: name. you guys have guns. So I think the Brazilians are really taking
7: <laughs> on <to laughs> exactly. a bit much. There. <laughs> Jeff, insert the
1: Yee-haw.
7: yee-haw. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could.
1: My system <laughs> were
0: working properly. <laughs> now, Nev, um, any highlights for you this year in regards to your flying trips and stuff? Anything that stands out for you?
6: Uh, yeah, probably right at the start of the year. Actually, um, we did a trip to Portland, uh, the other Portland, Micah. Sorry, um, on the west coast. But before we did that, we actually went to Dallas for four days for work uh, on an A three eighty, and that was my first ever trip on an A three eighty. And uh, my goodness, what what a trip it is! Um, the uh, we were upstairs, so in the in the nice part of the aircraft um and um it is such a quiet aircraft unbelievable um and um yeah i was most impressed i have to say uh, it was a really really nice experience and actually considering the amount of people that it takes i think it's 400 and something on the ba configuration um the, the boarding time it, it didn't seem much more than a regular triple seven or seven eight seven on on the same route so uh they've got all that nicely worked out but uh, yeah that was definitely the uh, flying highlight for me uh this year and we'll be doing it again in january but we're going straight to portland this time so on ba's uh, 787 service uh, dr- uh directly to there. so uh, but why uh, yeah a380 A3
5: going to the wrong portland That's i know I it's
6: understand. it's incredible yeah. isn't it i mean they're quite close together you know one's east coast and one's west coast it's only only that far apart isn't it yeah yeah. Um, but um, yeah so back there in January for the uh, the sales kickoff as we call it or the sales kicking as we call it as well because perhaps we haven't done as well this year as we, we should have done and our CEO will remind us about that definitely uh, but uh, of hey, course,
2: when um, he holds it at Brighton, that'll be your real reminder. Yes, well,
6: that's, that has happened before, actually. So uh, just this year, our local sales meeting, he came to see us. That's never a good thing. I don't think. No. Uh, when we're going to see him, I feel a bit more comfortable. When he comes to see us, that's uh, that's a whole different thing. Love but,
5: it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when uh, you find out you're returning in economy is when you really understand what's been going on. Or, or you're not
6: returning at all. Uh, perhaps <laughs> that's, uh, they've just bought you a one way ticket Uh, yeah
0: so when is when is the uh the 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 retirement day nev because i know you spoke about it briefly on the show a few uh few weeks back that you were going to be kind of retiring in a year or two's time yes
6: um february 2025 is the date uh 8th of february actually which will be the last day of our exhibition that we do in barcelona um so i'm hoping that someone's going to cough up a few quid for a A few drinks uh, for us in Barcelona Uh, and one of my other colleagues actually is retiring on on the same day as well. So both of us will be doing that. But uh, yeah, I've got another sort of 13, 14 months to go, Um, but it's going very quickly. I must say, when I first started having a conversation with the the company about when I would like to finish and and this kind of stuff, it seemed a long way off and now it is getting very close indeed. Um, And this next year and a bit is just going to fly. Past, I'm sure. Um, in terms of plans, well, it just means I've got more time to do some of the longer form interviews for the podcast and that kind of stuff, um, and you know, doing doing other things as as well uh, when when I want to do them, not when I have to do them. So mm. that'd be a nice change and to do a bit more traveling, actually just around the UK and Ireland as well. Um, uh, Mrs. Nev and I have not done that much of that uh, in the last few years, because I've been so busy. She's retiring at the end of this year. Um, so I thought I'll be bad form for me to be carrying on till I'm 67, when she's just sitting at home watching Netflix all day. So I thought I would uh, spend, spend a year uh, after she finishes, and then I shall finish myself. What What is BA going to do, Nev? you know uh, but- well it, it won't go out of business i don't think um <laughs> but i'm gonna still try i mean i don't think i'll be able to keep the gold card going obviously but uh i'll see if I can keep the, the silver one going uh just with the old trip here and there and maybe some uh assignments for pt uk perhaps uh out and about um but um yeah i mean as i've often said on the podcast i i the flying aspect i absolutely love and i i wouldn't change it for anything Still, it's the gate and the security and getting on the aircraft and getting off the aircraft and all that faff that goes on, uh, which is why I did enjoy the executive aviation business. uh, The two times that I've been on um, private jets, Uh, this is my kind of flying. uh, Definitely. I don't really care if you don't earn any points for that. Um, But uh, yeah, the uh, the trip from... uh, East Midlands to Le Borgé uh, on a uh, Falcon 2000, uh, and then a trip from Farnborough to Billund in Denmark on the, the Lego jet, as we call it, um, on a Citation 560 uh, XL. That, that's my kind of flying, definitely. So I can see why uh, that's attractive to Armando, uh, for sure.
7: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a whole different world. And once, you, once you've once you tasted it, mm, you don't, you kind of don't want to go back to commercial flying. Well, I remember uh, my, my French Neve, colleague this-
6: was going to pick me up from uh, uh, Le Bourget. And um, in fact, I don't even remember bringing a passport or having a boarding card. I, mean, I probably did have a passport at the time, but I'm, I'm not sure I, I actually did need to show it. Um, but uh, he, he said to me, uh, but Neville, uh, it is the executive aviation since I'm going, that's right. Yeah, just pick me up from there. I'll be there. Uh, he And he's... Uh, eyes were sort of on stalks when he saw me so uh, yeah that that was a, a great trip so those those are the two times i've been on the uh, private jets which have just been uh, fantastic and of course every time we go to or well, we used to go to Farnborough obviously and, and the other air shows as well and dubai particularly um seeing all the uh, all the equipment there that's 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 definitely my my kind of flying i would say yeah
7: yeah well, based on everybody's timelines this is shaping up to be a great Oshkosh 2025 meetup, right? I mean, we can all sleep in Jeff's motor home.
1: Well, it's <laughs> yeah, <not> that
7: big. <laughs> I'll sleep in the bring roof, your tent, You
1: perfect.
7: can sleep right or all around it. Yeah. Hey, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> Carlos, what about you? Did you have a moment this year?
0: Yeah, I well, I think we had a really good time at Duxford. The meetup we had there uh towards the end of the summer went really well. Um but I think just just with the content that we've done this year, I think we've we, we, you know the team has done really well, you know, I'm immensely proud of um the, what uh, the guys put together, especially both you and Nev with with the bits and pieces you've done, the video and stuff you've done and obviously with Reno and whatever you you've done there. but I think it's it's all all the bits that um the interviews and stuff that we've done for the show they all just are, are just fantastic. I really enjoy them and for me, next year I'm retiring. Not from the the um, company I work for now, but I'm retiring. I'm hanging up my um, hanging up my DJ headphones I- at the end of March next year. Um, I am retiring from DJing after nearly fourteen years of doing. DJing so hopefully it's going to free up more weekends for me to be able to go and attend more air shows and obviously meet up with Nev and uh, the team and do more stuff for the for the show so yeah it's um it's gonna be a a funny year next year after doing it for for so long it's gonna be strange not um having to go away and disappear on a Saturday night to go and do a wedding disco or something for for someone but um yeah, it's been a, it's been a good year for us in regards to the show. I think we've we've had some great stuff on the show and great content. So long may it continue. Uh, Micah, what's uh, been your highlight of um, uh, this year for you, flying wise? Any any flying trips you've done that have uh, kind of been good?
5: a couple of flying things that were, were kind of fun. Uh, one of my, my favorites actually shows me the, showed me the difference between us in terms of real aviation enthusiasts and, and and friends that you have that really aren't into aviation. I was at the Spurwing Farm pancake breakfast and fly-in, one of my favorite fly-ins of all time. And a listener and good friend of the show, Ernie Eaton, was there who flies a Robinson R-44 helicopter. And I had some friends there that went last year, aren't really aviation geeks like us, but enjoyed the 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 experience so they came back and it was her birthday and I'd worked it out with Ernie to take her for her first ever helicopter ride and she'd never done it before and so Ernie comes walking over and says, I'm all ready. Are you ready to go? And it was a surprise for her. And I said, for your birthday, I told you I got an experiential present for you. And I had this helicopter flight for you. You're going to go up, go once around the pad and have a chance to fly in a helicopter with her and her and her husband. And she said, and for those of you watching the video, you'll really get this. She said, mm, No. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think?
1: I have a death I said, wish? I said. I said. Are you sure this is a I feel for her, Mike.
2: I. I would have been exactly <laughs> the same. Helicopter? You gotta
0: be kidding me. Have you seen? Have you seen those R44s? They're like someone's just got like a little
5: twig. And stuck on the back of a bobble and put a propeller on top. Hey, I've flown in the R forty four. I've flown with Ernie. He's a great pilot. Even that air that aircraft is a wonderful aircraft to fly in. But to, to watch her twice, when I said, "Are you sure it's a great time?" Ernie's super, and just twice she goes,
3: mm, you "No, know. <laughs> just a ride."
5: Listen,
7: I'm I'm like a, I'm like Jeff on this one, where I flew helicopters for a living, and I would not jump into
5: r forty four. <laughs> you managed great. to
7: survive you
2: don't
5: want to take the risk again yeah i'm, I'm sure that if any of you were there and i would have offered that to you you would have uh you might have been a little hesitant but there's no doubt i can't believe that either any of you would have turned down the opportunity to fly with ernie it, so. it was
7: kind of uh related to another one of my favorite moments this year which was uh jeff climbing into uh, a tiny little uh super cub oh, yes <laughs> after flying airliners for 40 years or 30 years uh, that was great uh, sticking, sticking Jeff into a, uh, a paper and, 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 and balls of wood airplane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Great experience. Thanks uh, for doing that.
7: I had no idea
1: on a layover. I would be flying a, a little, uh, what is it? Uh, a super cruiser, cub, uh, super cruiser, super yeah. cruiser. There we go. I always get that wrong. Sorry about that. Uh, what he, did you uh, so,
2: do with your pants afterwards, Jeff? Did you manage to save them
1: or did you just throw them away? <laughs> well, luckily, I had an extra pair, so I just threw those, that pair away. Well, based That's on enough. his age, yeah. he always wears two pairs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
7: and
1: yeah.
4: Also, well, you. Well,
7: no, when I, you come back up, Jeff, you can uh, you can jump into the f- uh, front cockpit of the biplane with, with the hat and the goggles, and I'll take you right back to when you started flying. Hey, that's not funny. Uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, Armando,
1: I mean, a lot of people think that he's a great pilot, and let me just tell you something. He is. He is. He's a great pilot. Never, never had any worries whatsoever when uh, we were flying in your, in your little airplane. That was a lot of fun.
5: Now, i had uh, I had two other aviation highlights that I just want to point out this year if if you can give me the time. One is that I got to fly with Breeze Airways on an a two twenty, which was just wonderful, just a great aircraft, the a two twenty the bombardier a c series gr- just beautiful, really, really comfortable inside, incredibly quiet. I expected to like it, but not as much as I did, and really, really enjoyed it. but those were the. I also got to fly in an SR twenty two, a serious SR twenty two, for my first time, which was also just incredible, really nice. But the uh, the absolute highlight, aviation highlight of the year, is always the Plane Talking UK Christmas Show. So thank you so much for having me here. Oh, it's good to have uh, good to have you all on
0: the show. We need we we need to uh, have a special, I guess, at least once a year, don't we, at Christmas time to uh, to celebrate the kind of the bringing together of all the podcasts together you know but uh, no it's good to see now Armando now I know you've got to uh, skip away haven't you
7: I do I have to go tame the skies and uh it's not a particularly friendly weather day so gotta do a quick flight from Charlotte down to Naples Florida and back and we're recording this on December 2nd so if you uh Look at the weather on December 2nd. You'll see that I'm going to have a challenging day ahead of us. So it's lovely to see all of you. I can't wait to see all of you in person soon somewhere. And uh, have a great rest of the year. Thanks, lovely to Armando. see you, Amanda. Try
2: not to get on the news. <laughs> That's odd. That's always my goal. <laughs> Godspeed.
5: <laughs> hey, right. before you go, make sure give Megan and Maddie our Christmas wishes and our love.
7: I most certainly will. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Alonzo. Merry Christmas. Right, we've got the quiz then. So uh, we've got uh, a special Christmas quiz this year. And uh, so I've got the two teams here written down. Now, the quiz this year is Guess the Rear. Now, I know... There are a few, <laughs> a few faces there. I thought there'd be some faces there, mate. <laughs> honestly, so they've got two teams: Team A and Team B. Now, Team A, uh, the team captain is of course Neville Bounds. <laughs> Look like that, yeah. Uh, with with you, Nev. With you, Nev. You have got uh, Captain Nick. So, Nick, you're with uh, Nev. You can be their second in command. Is that right, Nick? He's on mute. Well, he's fine. He's on mute. I've
2: been demoted again. DA. Yes. What did I do <laughs> this time,
6: sir? again.
0: Turn up drunk. You turn up drunk for parade.
5: You didn't get your BA gold card, is what it is.
2: Obviously, no. I, I was hoping for platinum as well.
0: And uh, you've also uh, got uh, Micah as well on the team as well. So, Team A there, Nev, Micah, and Nick. Now, Team B is uh, the team leader there. Team captain is Captain Jeff. It's funnily enough. Uh, You've got Matt and Andy with you as well. You've got the youngsters. That's not fair. You've got the kids with you, (laughs) Jeff. You'll have to keep them in check. Uh, These kids. Animals. (laughs) Animals. <laughs> Animals. Right. So it is It is guess the rear. Now I'm going to uh, bring up a screen here. If I can just uh, share the screen.
2: Hooray. <laughs> You've gone all soft focus, Jeff. Looks very romantic. Oh, right.
0: So guess the rear. Team A, you need to uh, guess the rear. What aircraft rear end? Is this Team A? If you don't
6: know, you can pass it to Team B. So why would we do
2: that? The ball, no, why so. would
6: we pass it? Yes, um, I know the answer to this, fellas. Oh, well can
2: done. You, do you know? Yeah, it's it's a Baltic. Certainly. <laughs> yes, great there. Ding, well ding, done. ding, 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 ding.
6: <laughs> it's green and white. Nev,
0: any idea what uh, airliner this is? Uh, what I would say that's, an,
6: that's an Air Baltic A two twenty. That is correct. Well done, Team A, your first wow, point. Excellent. Wow,
2: done. Off we go. Right, we Team the Airline nice,
5: as well. Him.
0: No, you don't have to name the airline as well, honestly. Team B, are you ready?
1: There we go. Team B? Oh, come on. I'm pretty sure it's an Indigo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really not
3: difficult. We'll leave it for Jeff.
1: No, no, no. I think I need to uh, refer my the, the little uh, whippersnappers. On my team. <laughs> love it. Kids, what is that one? Matt.
4: Well, what is it? It's the best aeroplane ever, right?
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Boeing triple seven? Is that your final no, answer, no, no, that no, is that your final answer, Jeff? I was that was inter team communications. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, what what is that one then? Your final answer.
1: I'm gonna say, well, Matt, go ahead and tell us A320. what
0: it is. A320. Well done. Ding, ding. You got that correct. They uh, get harder, trust the, me. Uh,
6: what's the manufacturer's Maybe. serial number of that? Uh, is that
0: not <laughs> One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Right. Is,
5: is this going to be the secret of this quiz? Are they all going to be A320? <laughs>
0: no, they're not. No, they're not. They get harder, trust me. Right, Team
2: A, here is your uh, rear. Oh, Ooh. God. That's got to be that awful damned airplane that Boeing made.
3: Now, I think you should make them give the full model for this one. You do
0: get a you do get a bonus point if you if you do know the model number. So, Nev.
2: um, Well, I can do the first bit. It's seven forty-seven. No, I don't know which model, mate. I really don't. But uh, I wouldn't know how to tell the back end of a Boeing from. So your, your,
0: your answer is 747, yeah?
2: Uh, we, we're we going to have a guess at the model if, if for the extra point. What do okay. you reckon, Lev? I think um,
5: it's
2: a 200. Yeah, I, that's as good a guess as any. Like, how old is it?
5: Yeah. Looking at the, it's a
6: French-registered aircraft, isn't it? Um,
2: yeah. I don't yeah. actually know. Well... Uh, we'll go with Micah's guess uh, 747 200 how's that
0: I'll give you a point for 747 but it is not a 200
2: it's probably a 400 400 probably yeah. no
0: no incorrect oh. as well no that oh. is a dash 100
2: oh wow
0: really it looks much door. too clean you get a point you get a point though so don't panic it must right.
2: be an old picture
0: right team B here is your one.
1: Oh boy <laughs>
3: Uh, Jeff, Jeff, you know the answer to that.
1: Yeah, I do know the answer to that. That's an L ten eleven. Can't t- yeah. tell tell you ding, whether ding. it's a dash one <laughs> or a two fifty or a five hundred from here, but uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that is correct. Well done, point for you, Team B. Well done. That is the glorious Tristar. Obviously missing. Yeah, I was missing some something vial, there.
1: Vile yeah. bits there. Right, Jeff, Team. Jeff,
5: wasn't that one of your favorites to fly?
1: It it, it is. Yes,
5: of course it is. Right, team
6: A. Here's one for you. Ah! Oh, no. That ah, c- right, mm. well, that's... So there's some, uh, there's a T-tail going on there and some rear-mounted engines. So that says yeah, to so. me it's probably a McDonnell
5: Douglas.
2: Uh,
6: or,
5: or just a Douglas, if it's at all. I'm not 100% oh, sure.
2: Well, you see, the trouble is, is that there's the Boeing seven one seven, mm-hmm. and there's the Mad Dog, there's uh, an angry puppy, there's uh, the DC nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really know how to tell them all apart, quite no, honestly. It's, it's
5: not a seven one seven, I'm sure. Okay,
2: good. Let's well, spin that one then. So, should I we know say? What it is. I, yeah, it, funny old thing, Jeff. <laughs> I, I,
5: I, I, you know what I would say? I would say it's a DC nine derivative.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: <No>. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. What are we going with, Nev?
7: No, I, I wait was going to say before M- you say
5: anything. could it be a BAC one eleven?
2: No,
6: no. Okay, all right. No, it's definitely not that. Those, those are not the. The,
2: right. the BAC one eleven didn't have the little bit of the fin sticking up above the tailplane, mm, and it had gotcha. a bullet uh, <laughs> through it rather than a.
6: Well, I'm uh, going to say it's an MD eighty series.
2: But that may not well. That should be... give us at least three points.
6: <laughs> that may not be the complete answer. Right.
0: <laughs> I... Are you going to go with an MD80 series, are you, Nev? Yes. Right. Well, you can you can get half a point for that. Oh. It, you, haven't, you haven't quite got them. Can, the can I number. do the other half? Oh, you can do. Yeah. What is the other? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, actually, I can't improve on that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can
6: we have a I guess wonder if it's, it, would it be the one that the series that Jeff used to fly the MD88? I wonder.
2: Yeah, go for it.
5: Yeah.
0: You you it's you're going to you're going to a a a uh uh, uh, uh ugh, keep your poor half a point you do you were right with the MD series but uh no an the, an it's not an 88 no oh, it's not an 88. Really? Is it no. a 90?
1: No, it's not. Know, not it's, it's an eighty series. I, I would, I would guess. Uh, Jeff, do you, guess. Have,
0: do you want up half a point if you can guess what uh, MD series it is? Yeah, I, I know I'd, the
3: airline. It's span Air.
1: I'd say I'd an 83?
3: Yeah, I'd have said eighty-three as well because I'm sure that's what they flew. If it's a spanner,
6: yes, it's
2: uh, eighty-three or or, or eighty-two. Yeah.
6: Ex- it's
0: not an 83 it's an 82 unfortunately it's an oh. 82
2: Dev oh, said 82 so we get our half extra point that you know, gets the <laughs> whole point
0: he said 83 it, no he no, said uh, when point, you're uh, guessing the series right at the end right, he said 82 you get, you, get, you get a half a point for that right
1: yeah, give it, a that it doesn't point. matter
0: <laughs> right team team B team B here is here is your one
1: oh yeah nice. oh
2: Oh, good Lord. Yes, that's easy.
0: Team B. Jeff, Matt, Andy, what is that? uh, To
4: 111. Is that? Yeah. Uh, Could be, yeah. Back 111.
3: Final answer? Hush kitted.
1: Yeah. Final answer is? BAC 111.
0: Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Well done, one point. Right. Team A. And if you don't get this one. I'm going to be quite upset.
2: Um, it's beautiful. It uh, looks very clean.
5: Very slender. Nice. It's an Airbus, and almost 100%. Oh, yeah, it is. So I'm 21. pretty sure it's well, that's an Airbus.
6: But... Probably that's either going to be an eighth. 330 or a 340, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm guessing it's a 340 because, uh, actually, having said that, they use the same bloody fuselage, oh, pardon yeah. me, the same fuselage <laughs> uh, for the 340, um yeah, I can't imagine what would give away between the... No, I've noticed they haven't got the markings for the tailplane angle on the fuselage, which is unusual, but there you go. I, I reckon because of uh the hint that um Carlos gave us, it's gotta be a three forty. <laughs> what do you reckon, Nev?
6: Yeah, I think I think you're
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. You get a bonus point if you get the model number as well, Nick. Uh
2: a three forty three hundred.
0: Sorry, that's wrong. It's actually a six hundred.
2: Really, so you, you yes. get a fifty. You get one that. point on that. You get one
0: point though. That's fine. Right, Team B, here's your one.
1: Wow. Oh, she's a big girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I look at all those wheels. I know. These uh these French airplanes are so beautiful. Mm. And your <laughs> answer a, is it, it is a French air. one as well, I think. Uh, yeah. it's an A380, but I don't know. Well what, done. Model, I guess. Only made one. Only made one model, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, right. Is
2: it is it my imagination or is the nose wheel in the air? It really it really it looks like look. it's sort it sort of does. I think that's a shadow. Yeah, I think, I think you're
0: the, right. Uh, but,
6: yeah. Yeah. The ground staff haven't loaded it properly again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> yeah. No, Nev, you should be able to get this one. I reckon you'll get this one easy, Nev. Here we go. T
6: May, this is your one. Uh, right. Well, that's uh Swiss Air, obviously. Um,
2: is I reckon it's, it? it's a is Fokker, it and that Fokker's Swiss. a Messerschmitt. Yeah. No, i uh, <laughs> mean... Mm-hmm.
6: Um, now I wonder is that a oh dear, could that be a Fokker 100?
5: Yeah, I perhaps? think that's what it is. Um,
2: Let me think. I I think you're right with the Fokker, sir. I just like saying that.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's either a Fokker 70 or a 100, isn't it? Um,
0: What's going to be the final answer? Oh,
2: no. He's going for odd ones, so pick the least likely one. I don't even know if
6: Swiss had any Fokker 70s. I know KLM did. Yeah, I think it's a one hundred. What go for that? the
2: one hundred then.
6: Yeah, let's let's go for the one hundred then. Yeah, <laughs> one hundred. Well done, correct. Very well done,
2: It's not Swiss
6: It's not Swiss. It's Helvetic,
2: is it really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's just where they keep the first aid kit. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> right, team A B, are you ready?
1: Yes. Oh.
3: Ooh, Jeff. The world's best aeroplane, according to you. Yeah, I'd say that that's a 777. I, I can't tell
1: you what series, though.
3: Uh, it's a BIM in Bangladesh, uh, so let's have a think.
2: It'll, it'll be a 100, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. 300?
2: Do you know,
6: I'd say 300. It's out, though Jeff has entered the bathroom as well. So, the, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, well,
2: he's there with uh, Hillel. They're having a quick confab oh, which yeah. I think is cheating under the rules of this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so your final answer.
1: There's something wrong with my mic again? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got a bit Triple echoey. Yeah, so.
0: so your fi- final answer, Jeff. Triple seven. Okay. Triple seven is correct. Okay. So you get a point for that. Now, can you guess a model number? We we were guessing three hundred, and correct again.
3: Well done.
5: You get another point for that as well. Uh, uh, oh, so now we're a point and a half behind, you guys. You yeah. are is a point the, and a half. It's the next behind. one, the
3: last picture.
0: No, the next oh. one is next one is the last picture. There is well, that, there is that's one. That's not fair. That's only yeah. eleven
3: pictures. Yeah, no, but teams. this
0: but this this final one this final picture will give you ten points. Okay. Oh. this this is a tricky one? Now, the 10 points obviously will put whoever gets this into the winning position. So the first person to guess this will get those 10 points. Okay? The first person to say the the complete designation of this, uh, this aircraft will get the 10 points. Are you ready? Three, two,
5: one. 727-200. Oh, 727-200.
3: <laughs> no that's a trident.
1: Oh is it?
3: Is a it? trident what oh, who makes that? Is, right, it, is it a right. Chinese copy of a it? British, or, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. A British who hawker sidley trident. Well done Andy.
0: Oh, yeah. All right Andy 10 <laughs> points Andy. Well done. You uh nice. Team B you are our winners
2: today. Ooh, quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done, <Andy. laughs> that was a googly. That's not fair. <laughs> by
6: that
0: that by was way, quite a throw-off question, actually, because that did look... Well, it looks slightly like 17. It very Russian, didn't it? Yeah, it looked a bit Russian wow. with the
2: yeah. If yeah, I, recall, I was going oh, to say Tuplov something yeah. or other.
5: If I recall correctly, Carlos, I believe that Andy's team has won the quiz every year that we've done it. I'm 100, wow. almost 100% sure of that. I'm so proud possibly.
0: The leader of Andy's team. <laughs> How I'm a he... nerd. How did you pull that out of the bag, Andy? Because the Hawker Siddeley is is like what's that? Nineteen seventy? No, sixties Nev? Late sixties, early seventies? Oh,
6: yeah. um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but
3: it's, yeah. It, it's, you can tell it's a Trident um, just by the engine configuration and the tail. And I also remembered because again I'm a nerd. They sold some to the communist China government.
2: Well, I never. There we go. There we go. They sold some to BEA as well. They left one in Staines. Mm, they did,
6: mm.
0: yes, yes. I, I remember that, that one. one. Yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So well done to Team B for uh, winning this yeah. year's Christmas quiv- quiz. Well done. Yeah, you're
2: off my Christmas card list now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the youngsters won. The youngsters won. Yes,
3: with a, with an old aircraft that the oldy should have known.
5: Hey, I'm not that old. <laughs> Wow. I, I just Jeff want to point is. out that, um, for, well. that also for every year that we've done this i have again been absolutely no help i just want to <laughs> everybody's aware of that. thanks micah
1: oh that's so, nice. yeah
2: we appreciate it micah you've been a help great opposing team every every year yeah,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh so we're gonna uh, play the next part of the show and uh, every year on the christmas special we have our uh Well, our Christmas message from Micah. And you put this together, didn't you, Micah? Every year you put one together for us. And uh, we're going to play that out right now.
5: Now, I've mentioned on a number of occasions that I always thought I became an airplane geek due to my father and assumed that my mom just put up with my dad and me talking airplanes. My mom, Harriet, loved literature and taught English to middle and high school students. She loved opera and theater, and attended both regularly. In fact, for a while, she had seen every show on Broadway, regularly going into the city to catch two shows a day on the weekends. Harriet was an art lover, was a member of museums all over the world, and she never missed a Dodge Poetry Festival. She was a true lover of classic culture. Harriet was always taking classes and loved learning throughout her life. She was ABD meaning she would have had a Ph.D. had she wanted to take the time to write a dissertation, but she was too busy with the rest of her life to do so. The degree itself never really meant anything to her. She took classes for the mere love of learning. On top of all this, my mom was an amazing cook. Whether it was traditional Jewish cuisine, fine Italian and European dishes, even Chinese, my mom's kitchen skills were just unreal. But as I alluded to earlier, it turned out my mom was also an airplane geek all her life. She wasn't putting up with me and my dad when we would talk about airplanes together. She enjoyed it, although I didn't really learn that until later in her life. While visiting my cousin in Florida, he pulled out a picture of Harriet that was taken in 1933. She was only three years old, and there she was, standing in front of a gate at Floyd Bennett Field, looking at some yet-to-be-identified aircraft. But it wasn't until I ended up flying with my mom open cockpit in a new standard D-25 at the old Rhinebeck Aerodrome that I found out what an airplane geek she really was. You probably already heard that story and if you haven't you can find it on Airplane Geeks episode 339 in the piece I call Lose Flight of Fancy. That open cockpit flight really set her free as the airplane geek she really was. After that new standard D-25 open cockpit flight Whenever we would drive down Route 95, parallel to the rhineways of EWR or PHL, she would get so excited to see a big, hulking jetliner turn into a graceful bird that she would almost giggle like a kid. She loved flying, and had flown all over the world on airliners. She flew several times with my cousin in Cessna 172s and 182s. My mom even managed to get in the left seat of a helicopter a couple of times. You can hear about that in the story Harriet's Helicopter Pilot on Airplane Geeks Episode 324. My mom Harriet was a true Renaissance woman. Harriet passed over a decade ago now. I can't believe it's been so long because in many ways she's still with me every day. But that's not what I'm writing about today. Today I want to tell you about my Aunt Jerry, Harriet's younger sister. After Harriet passed, Jerry, who never had any children, was left as the family matriarch. Aunt Jerry was just the opposite of Harriet. She was into fashion and the latest trends, had little interest in education, literature, theater, nor opera, didn't really care to travel, and preferred to stay at home. Now, my mom and both of her sisters were beautiful, and I am not just saying this as a devoted son and nephew. Martha, Harriet, and Jerry were all very attractive women, and all had their own style. But it was Jerry that followed fashion. In the 1960s and 70s, she would wear what I guess was called smoky eye makeup, sometimes called Persian eyes, and she was always decked to the nines. She looked just like Sophia Loren, and that's saying something. Being the youngest sister by seven years, as I grew up, she was known in the family even by her sisters as the young hot aunt. Aunt Jerry dropped out of high school at 16 and went to hairdressing school. At that point in her life, She had already been dating the man who became my Uncle Ralph for almost four years. Six years later they were married, when he was honorably discharged from the Marine Corps. She had been working as a hairdresser the whole time, and had saved enough to put a down payment on a house in Massapequa, New York. I wrote a bit about my Uncle Ralph on a piece I did for the Airline Pilot Guy, episode 196, called A Community of Passion. Now Uncle Ralph was a devoted Catholic something that you can imagine did not go over well with my grandparents. But after seriously dating for close to a decade, even right through his hitch in the Marines, Grandma Lee and Grandpa Sam were not only able to accept Uncle Ralph but really found that they loved him. He was a great guy. Aunt Jerry's dedication to Uncle Ralph was quite unique and that was another way she was different from my mom, her sister Harriet. While I know Aunt Jerry never gave up on her personal identity as a Jew, She didn't really follow any of the traditions, and in fact adopted Uncle Ralph's Italian Catholic heritage. Now that I think about it, I wonder if that was why she modeled herself, intentionally or not, after Sophia Loren. When Aunt Jerry and Uncle Ralph lived in Massapequa, she would put together Christmas at her house as the huge celebration it is in the Gentile world. She would throw a big party, had the household decorated with a tree and holly and mistletoe, the whole Megillah and she would then cook a huge traditional Italian feast. There was antipasta, manicotte, baked ziti, brajole, chicken cacciatore, veal scallopini, and so much more. There were presents for the kids, and for the adults, assorted cocktails and wines and beer. My mom and dad would pack up me and my brothers and drive out to Long Island from New Jersey for what would be a three-day event. Christmas Eve was travel day, and we would stay overnight at my grandparents' house. On Christmas Day, we'd head to Aunt Jerry and Uncle Ralph's after breakfast for the celebration, then return to my grandparents for the night before heading back to New Jersey on Boxing Day. It was a huge celebration. We'd gather around the tree and exchange gifts as different guests would drop by, coming and going, visiting for a short time, or joining the all-day party. Dinner would be served around 2 p.m. It was always an amazing feast of wonderful dishes that I didn't have any other time of the year. Eventually dinner would be over, and most of the men would gather in the back room where they would smoke and drink and play pinochle with some sports game on the black and white. Color TV was a luxury back then. The women would gather in the kitchen and start cleaning up. I know, very chauvinistic, but that's how it was in the early to mid-sixties, and no one thought the better of it. Eventually sometime around 1968 or 69, Aunt Jerry and Uncle Ralph moved to Florida, where Jerry continued to work as a hairdresser and Uncle Ralph opened a gas station. This was back when cars were regularly repaired by a local mechanic. Uncle Ralph sold that service station to open up a junkyard, what we now refer to as an auto-salvage or used parts shop. Ultimately, he and Aunt Jerry started their own business, selling and repairing antiques, curios, and collectibles. That was when my only family Christmas experience ended as no one in my family but Aunt Jerry and Uncle Ralph celebrated the holiday. It really was my only family Christmas holiday experience as a child and was very influential on me. But this is an airplane podcast, so let's get to talking flying. Yes, there's a connection, a big one in fact. As John Ostrower says, there's always an aviation angle. You see, although a Marine and stationed on aircraft carriers in the Mediterranean in the 1950s, Uncle Ralph hated flying. He was terrified of it, although he wouldn't admit his fear. After his discharge, he and Jerry flew to Acapulco sometime in the early 1960s, but that was the last time he was ever on an airplane. My cousin Mitchell, Ralph's nephew, the G.A. pilot Harriet would fly with and someone Uncle Ralph trusted, offered to take him flying many times. He told Ralph that he could perform the pre-flight with him, to see just how well the aircraft was maintained. He could open the cowling and use his mechanic skills to inspect the engine, to see just how well it was put together. Mitchell even told Ralph that they could just take off, go once around the pattern and land if he felt uncomfortable in the air. But Ralph was not going for it. There was no way he was going to get into one of those contraptions. Jerry again, being the opposite of her older sister Harriet, was also afraid to fly really hated it, but could overcome her fears at times, if it was really necessary. She managed to make it to my brother's wedding in Richmond, Virginia, in 1992, but she didn't fly again until 2012, when she flew to New Jersey with my cousin Mitchell and his wife, her niece and nephew, to visit Harriet in the hospital. But both of these flights were without Ralph. He simply wouldn't get on a plane. Ralph passed about two years to the day after Harriet did. Jerry was devastated, as you could imagine, but eventually rose to the challenge of living alone for the first time in her life. She also grew just a bit more daring. Jerry had never flown G.A., but, knowing how much her older sister Harriet loved to fly with her nephew, my cousin Mitchell, asked him to take her for a flight. Mitchell was delighted. He wanted our Aunt Jerry to experience the joy of flying. They took a short ride in a 172 from Palm Beach County Airport up to the Jupiter Inlet in Florida and back. Aunt Jerry called me as soon as she got home from the flight. It was great, she said. I mean, scary, but I'm so glad I did it. I could feel Harriet holding my hand, telling me it was going to be okay. But I knew that she was right there, holding the plane up, and wasn't going to let anything happen. Mitchell offered to take Aunt Jerry flying quite a few more times, but Jerry wasn't going for it. She said she had the experience, was glad she did, and that was enough for her. But the experience helped embolden her, and she decided to take another trip. For years Uncle Ralph had talked about his experience in the U.S. Marine Corps while on carrier duty in the Mediterranean. Jerry had pictures of him during that time, as they used to write back and forth while he was enlisted. One of those photos was of him lighting a cigarette from the top of Mount Etna. Please note i did not say lighting a cigarette from the top of mount etna i said from mount etna yes from the hot ground itself after hearing all those stories most of her life aunt jerry wanted to see some of italy and sicily herself she and a friend booked a flight to and a cruise around italy she knew she would having a bit more of a luxury cruise than what uncle ralph experienced on the uss carl c and the uss franklin d roosevelt but at least she would see some of the same places even if it was almost 70 years later. Though she knew she would be traveling in luxury, Aunt Jerry was still really anxious about going. I was able to calm her down. Actually, we were all together. It was our podcast family that stepped in. Our good friend, Dispatcher Mike, made a special point of monitoring her flights, and listener Jenny in Rome told me to give Aunt Jerry her phone number, and if anything were to happen to her anywhere in Italy, she would be there to help. This calmed Aunt Jerry down enough to actually go through with the trip. She had a fabulous time, as we all knew she would, and there was no need for anyone to step in and assist her. I wish you could have heard the excitement in her voice when she told me all about her adventure. I am not sure if she was more thrilled seeing everything Uncle Ralph had told her about over the years they were together, or because she was actually able to do it and travel all that way on her own. A few years later, in September of 2019, My cousin Mitchell and his wife, Amy, made plans to visit me up here in Maine. Mitchell wanted the opportunity to fly over the Maine coast, so he had me research and arrange for a rental at a local FBO, and to also find a local CFI from that FBO to hire to come along so we wouldn't need to have a local checkout flight. Now Mitchell's wife, Amy, is afraid to fly GA, and Mitchell usually flies a Cessna 172 or 182, but told me specifically to get a 182 this time. I questioned him about it, as there was considerably more cost to the larger aircraft, but he said he wanted the extra power and would feel more comfortable flying the 182. I did as he asked, and set it up with Southern Main Aviation at SFM, Sanford Seacoast Regional Airport. Mitchell and Amy arrived at the Portland Jetport on a Monday afternoon, rented a car, and headed to their hotel. I picked them up in the early evening to take them out to dinner, and they had a surprise for me. I got out of the car. And walked into the hotel lobby and sitting at a table drinking a cup of coffee was Aunt Jerry. Apparently she decided she wanted to make her first ever visit to Maine to see me. What a wonderful surprise! The next day we drove from Portland down to the Sanford Airport. It seemed that Mitchell wanted the 182 because Aunt Jerry had decided to come along with us. She wanted to fly GA with me and I was delighted. We walked out to the airplane and I climbed into the back seat on the right side. I figured I would get things arranged, and then help Aunt Jerry into the plane by offering her a hand from the inside." Apparently a hand was not enough. Aunt Jerry couldn't make the first step. We got a stool out of the FBO, but this didn't help her. She just could NOT get herself up on the step. Eventually Mitchell got inside the plane, and I got behind, and I've got to say, this was rather embarrassing for me. As with Jerry bent over, there was no place to push from other than a place where you just don't want to grab your aunt, especially the young hot one. But we finally managed to get Jerry into the back of the 182. We taxied out to the run-up area, Mitchell in the left seat, the instructor in the right, as we went over our flight plan. We decided to fly north along the coast of Portland, make the harbor visual into PWM, and do a touch-and-go on 29, then head further north to Lambert Point in Freeport, right where the Royal and Cousins River converge, then circle over a friend's house, and then return to Sanford. We took off from Sanford on 2-5, and turned left, heading east toward Wells Beach. We turned north and followed the coast to Portland, making sure to avoid the TFRs over the Bush compound in Kennebunkport. Although no longer in office, flying over former President Bush's main home is not allowed. Aunt Jerry, being on the left side of the aircraft, was facing the coast and was looking out the window as we flew north. I could see she was frightened, and she felt nauseous. I handed her a pure peppermint drop that I knew would help settle her stomach and give her something else to think about, as I took her hand. As we flew north I tried to point out the sights I recognized, including the famous Cliff House in Biddeford, two lights in Cape Elizabeth, perhaps most famous from the Edward Hopper paintings, Fort Williams and the Portland Headlight, a lighthouse commissioned by George Washington the Spring Point Ledge Lighthouse, and as we turned west into Portland Harbor on approach to 29, then we could see bug light, the tanker ships docked in the harbor, and the tank farms they supply. After consultation with the tower at PWM, we decided to do a low approach rather than touch and go. ATC was very helpful and courteous and mentioned that a low approach would be more convenient for them and we were happy to comply. Aunt Jerry had calmed down. Her breathing was easier, and she seemed to be enjoying herself. That was until we cut down on the throttle to make our approach. With the change in the engine sound and the angle on the plane, she started to get scared again, and began squeezing my hand tightly. She may have been eighty-two years old, but she had some grip when she was scared. I explained what we were doing, and she calmed down, and slowly eased her grip. That was until we were about ten feet off the runway, and the engine came roaring back to life. The blood flow to my hand seemed to stop, She grabbed it so tightly I couldn't believe it. Once again I told her what we were doing, as we gained altitude, turned right to head north, and then turned northeast again to find and follow the coast to Yarmouth. So here I am, in the back right seat of the aircraft, looking out of what I could see of the windscreen ahead of me from the back seat, and the left window next to Aunt Jerry to try to find landmarks so I can navigate and direct my cousin Mitchell to my friend's house on Casco Bay near the mouth of the Cousins River. Frankly, I was amazed at myself. I had never flown over this area before and was only familiar with it from the ground. But with my knowledge and lifelong love of maps, something I like to look at regularly, I was able to figure out where we were, locate landmarks on the coastline and certain islands, and found our way over the bay to our destination. As an aside with the way people are now trained on phones and GPS systems, I wonder how many would be able to do that having not learned from maps and reading atlases. How many of you non-pilots would be able to locate yourself in the air without the help of satellite navigation? The whole magenta line thing comes into my thoughts. Maybe I should have been a navigator. Anyway, we turned left and flew a figure-eight circle to the right so I could get some photos and video out of my window. I learned the hard way that when using an iPhone as a camera and holding it horizontally, the camera lens is on the bottom right, meaning it's easy to partially obscure it with a finger. Oh, well. We made three circles and turned back south, and followed the coast back, until we turned west just north of Wells to head back to Sanford. After landing we headed into the FBO, settled up, and left to go out to dinner. It was a wonderful flight and a great day. In reflecting on it, I've been quite fortunate and that I've had the opportunity to fly with quite a few family members. Many of you already know that my first flight ever, on a Delta DC-8, was with my grandfather, and that it was his first flight, too. I flew commercial with my brother Rick a couple of times, once to Florida and to London with the whole family, once to Memphis just him and me, and once with Cousin Mitchell through the Hudson River corridor, but those are stories for another time. I got to fly G.A. with my father, my mother, and my cousin Mitchell, and with this flight around Maine, also with my Aunt Jerry. But flying with Aunt Jerry was a bit different from all the others. She was the only one who was truly fearful of flying and worked up the courage to do it so she could have the experience with me. I'm really glad she did. But Aunt Jerry's inability to climb into the airplane on her own should have been a signal to me and my cousin Mitchell. Over the next two and a half years she got progressively weaker until Christmas Eve, twenty twenty two, when Mitchell went to pick her up at her house to take her out to dinner and found her on the floor. He took her to hospital, and a month later she was gone. Since my mom passed, Aunt Jerry and I would talk on the phone at least three times a week. I would always tease her when she answered and ask her how my young hot aunt was doing. She would joke back and tell me that she wasn't that aunt anymore, but I could tell that she loved me calling her that, and that I always thought of her that way. Things feel a bit empty not being able to pick up the phone and call Aunt Jerry anymore. She was the last of my parents' generation that I had left in my life. I have a hard time contemplating the fact that I am now a part of the oldest generation of my extended family. But every so often I think about our flight in the back of the 182, and how wonderful it was to be able to share that special time. Flying is really a wonderful thing. So this Christmas I am thinking of Aunt Jerry. I am thinking about her Christmas parties, and the big I'm thinking about her flights and cruise to see Italy and Sicily, and I'm thinking about last Christmas Eve when Cousin Mitchell found her on the floor in her house and had to take her to hospital and not out for Christmas dinner. It's a bit of a melancholy Christmas for me. So do me a favor. When you drink your Christmas wassail this year, lift your glass and toast Aunt Jerry with me, and know that this year she's celebrating Christmas with Uncle Ralph for the first time in close to a decade. So, for the plane talking safety geeks, airline pilots, spectacular Christmas extravaganza 2023, or whatever we're calling it this year, from here in Portland, Maine, in the USA, Merry Christmas from your main man, Uncle Micah.
0: Thank you, Micah. It's always good. I, I must admit, I did listen to that as well before when you originally sent it through. And um, it was nice to hear that so many of your members of the family were kind of secret aviation geeks, as some. It
5: is. Kind of fun to have had that in my family, and uh, even even Aunt Jerry, who uh, was terrified of the whole thing, but being able to fly with her was something that was really really special. So, uh, please uh, again do me a favor when you're having your Christmas toast this evening, give a toast to thought to Aunt Jerry. Yes, and thank you. Indeed, thank you.
2: It's a bit sad though if you're an aviation geek and you have to keep it secret, though, isn't it? Yeah, see, secretly you miss flying, Nick. Oh, me? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I tell you what I miss, and I miss walking through the airport in my uniform. Because the last time I walked through an airport, I felt like, you know, this isn't quite the same.
0: (laughs) Yes. Actually, did your your airline let you keep the uniform when you left, uh, Nick, when you retired? Have you still got your uniform?
2: Indeed. I I wore my um, big overcoat. Uh, into London yesterday because uh, that's actually a really nice coat. Uh, It's not one of the average um, pilot um, Macintoshes uh, that looks a bit scruffy. Uh, It's uh, a big woolen thing and uh, very pleasant.
0: How about you, Jeff? You kept your
1: uh, your uniform? Yes, because I purchased every one of my uniforms.
2: Oh, uh, Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's what comes from working for a cheapskate airline.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, they, uh, it all worked out. It, it, the compensation kind of equaled, uh, you know, uh, several uniforms purchased over time. And uh, yeah, still have it. And, um, but the last time I wore it was some time ago. But, uh, yeah. Jeff,
2: have they ever changed the uniform style uh, during your time flying there or has it remained the same
1: throughout? Well, funny you should uh, ask that question. Uh, right, I think it was last month they were making uh, starting the transition to the new uniform. It's got it's several of the same fashion uh, aspects as, uh, but they have gone from uh, uh, the choice of a double-breasted or a single-breasted um, uh, jacket, and um, you know, the pants are more fashionable. They're you know straighter, tighter fit you know, for, the, for the new generation of uh, pilots out there, um, it still looks from a distance to be this very similar to the uniform that we've had for uh, the 35 years that I've flown for Delta, but um, yeah, it's uh, changed a little bit.
2: I think we went through four different uniforms uh, in my outfit while I was working for them. <laughs> oh God, I didn't have to do that.
1: Yeah, it's been the same uniform for me. Because I have, I never even ordered the new uniform because I knew I was going to be gone uh, by the time they started uh, you know wearing it so uh, yeah it's been the same exact uniform of the entire thirty five years for me. Uh, well done.
0: What about you, Matt? With the airline that you fly for, are you uh, are you happy with the uniform you guys get to uh, to wear?
4: Um, not really. It's alright it's changed over ours has changed as well so we used to wear black and gold and then they changed we are getting a new uniform soon apparently so we're uh, we'll wait and see how how good that is they've got these uh really high technology coats that we wear i don't know there must be some special i don't know where they get them from but they're able to keep you cold and sweat at the same time <laughs> 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 I thought it was just me. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they get them from, but it's this new, new amazing technology they use in the textiles. Yeah. The, the big question. It's for part you, of I the think.
2: fix for you, global warming. Are
4: you going to wear a, a gonna, hat? Ask, can I just? Are you going to wear know, a I'm hat? Gonna, I'm going to order the hat. Whether I'm going to wear it or not is another question. But I will definitely wear uh, order the hat. Yeah.
3: Well, in our new uniform, when's it coming next year? Summer time. They're trying it
4: this month, I think. Yeah.
3: yeah uh, we've got the option of a, a hat. And it's going to be interesting to see who wears the hat and who doesn't.
5: Hmm. You know, it's, uh, an interesting thing about, hmm. it's an interesting thing about uniforms. I was talking with the Breeze Airways flight attendants, whose current uniform is just khaki pants and a and a polo shirt, you know, a golf shirt kind of thing. Uh, and uh, they said that they hope and they understand that at some point they are. Uh, planning to get regular flight attendant uniforms where everybody would have some kind of a blazer and, and look more professional and they're really looking forward to that because they don't feel that they get the respect that they should be getting as flight attendants because they don't look like they are wearing something that deserves respect and that made me think about uh, you know, Nick, your story about when you had to deal with an issue, you would always put your hat on because it oh, yeah. demonstrated respect. And and I, I would think put my jacket, had... and I, depending on how
2: serious it was, jacket went on and then if it was really bad the hat went on as well
4: (laughs) i think it's a good point actually i think it does add some professionality to the job you know it's important because you do need to look smart and look the part because there are times like nick says where you know you need you need to have some authority because you you might be dealing with something where you need someone to comply with instructions so yeah i think it's a positive step um Play airlines, then they wear white trainers with their uniform. Yeah. yeah. Blimey. <laughs> hmm. Nick, how bad did it have to get for the knuckle duster to come out?
2: Ah, yeah. Well, I had a first officer for that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to push him out in front if it was a really if it was getting violent. <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, I give him a big shove and fire him into <laughs> the sea. Escalation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I I always envisage pilot uniforms as being like the ones where you have to have your iron set to like minus 20 to iron them because they were like made out of plastic, like the uniform. Well,
2: my first one was, it was made by British Airways and the company just went to some generic store where BA sold black nylon uniforms uh, the only advantage of me was you could crumple it up into a ball throw it in the corner of your hotel room go and get <laughs> drunk come back the next day pull it out, shake it, and put it on. And it looked just as good as it did when it was brand new.
5: <laughs> but, you know, if if any of our listeners have a question about, you know, ironing uniforms, uh, APG does have an expert on ironing. Oh, on show, indeed. Well, we have a couple, actually.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, will you be going for the hat or are you not going for the hat?
3: Um, I think I'm going to do the same as you. I'm going to order it and see how ridiculous it looks. And I'm probably yeah. not going
4: to wear it. My grandmother's going to be very pleased that I'm getting a hat, <laughs> and I'll have somewhere to put my keys. You well know. in your hat? Yeah, on the side.
0: On a nice hat, obviously.
3: But are they going to have like a nice little gold kind of emblem?
0: Scrambled egg.
4: If, if it doesn't have egg a, on, I'm
3: sure. if it doesn't have any scrambled egg, I'm not. I'm not getting one.
4: Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs>
2: One of our guys famously sewed his hat to the inside of his arm <laughs> so that wherever he went, he had his hat under his <laughs> under his elbow there under, and, and uh, yeah, just stuck there permanently. <laughs> I like that.
0: I love that. Nev's, Nev's sort of looking rather worried. He's, he's used to BA pilots always looking very <laughs> dapper.
3: Oh, actually, no. They're, I flew with BA yesterday. Their new, their new uniform, in my opinion, is terrible.
6: I have to agree. Yes, it is a step backwards, isn't it? Yes, it, it, it's not as not as nice as the previous ones. I was talking to the in-flight lead the other day, coming back from Dublin. And uh, she was saying that the uh, the girls aren't very happy with their uniform either. So uh, yeah, it's it's a double failure, I'm afraid for both mm. uh, the the gents and the ladies. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, why fiddle with something that seemed to be all right previously? I didn't really understand the the the, rec- the need for for a change in uniform.
5: You know, and Nev, speaking of when Captain Nick talked about a hat being permanently attached, isn't there a BA hat permanently attached to a Concord? Uh, oh there
6: yes, is, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is one, I forget which uh, airframe it is, but uh, yeah, as the aircraft expands in flight and as it then uh, contracts during the descent, uh, the uh, uh, f- uh, flight engineer put his hat into the, um, I think it's the, maybe the one at Brooklands actually, I can't remember if it is or not, but uh, yeah, so that'll never be removed, <laughs> of course, so yeah.
4: Well, I've got to go. And talk about our Christmas spirit, my both my daughters are singing with their school at the lo- singing Christmas carols at the local farm shop, Alexa. as you do. So, I've got to go off now. So I'm going to go and do that. So, that good, man. Really oh, good man. A good man. Yes. Spirit. Yeah. So, tell uh, them it sounds
2: like uh, a love actually story.
4: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: tell them that Captain Jeff said hello. We'll do. <laughs> yes. yes. Thanks thanks for joining. Thanks man. for joining us.
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us, Matt. <laughs> Lovely well, to see well, yes. you. Have Cheers a great back. Christmas, won't you? good yeah, to see
4: take you there, everyone. See you. Merry later. Christmas, man. Bye Matt. Bye. bye
0: bye. And we were left with the um six the wise men. The dress <laughs> yes.
6: The bottom of the
1: barrel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what? yeah so yeah so before we uh, start to uh to wrap up the christmas special and so your uh, final thoughts for christmas and what uh kind of what exciting things you guys got planned for christmas um i'm going to start because i'm getting out of the uk as you got as uh, both matt and andy know i'm i'm off to uh ventura for uh, for a week of sun and uh living here will be uh matt smith he'll be living in the house so um he's gonna he's happy because he's gonna take over the house for for a week so he's gonna enjoy himself hopefully he'll have no house parties here but um yeah
1: well yeah well you ne- decorated it beautifully uh, that fireplace oh, I, know, I know i know tree in the back need to get some it's just
0: gorgeous some wood on there. It's snowing outside as well just, i see that yeah yeah but, uh, Nev, what's going on uh, with you for Christmas? Obviously, you've got uh, little ones, haven't you? Uh, with,
6: yes, the, uh... the, the, the grandchildren. So, mm. yes, six months and uh, two and a half they are now. So, uh, growing up fast, so we'll be going to see them. Having a bit of a family uh, lunch on the 23rd. That i think it is uh, a local uh, pub just down the road from here which would be nice i'm actually taking uh, sue to see the edinburgh christmas market as well so uh, <laughs> just
2: to see it you're not going to yeah. let her buy anything right. then just gonna <laughs> there it is yeah
6: that would be uh expensive if i did that so we're not yeah so we're going up the night before um and uh yeah just gonna go around the market it is actually a very good Christmas market in Edinburgh I must say. Um and then we're spending uh, Christmas Day and Boxing Day in York, the fine city of York. It's the, wow. uh, one of the Hilton one of my Square.
2: favorite cities in there. I have a, a wave at the Shambles for I me will. when you're I in there. Will. Yes. And, and Ye Old Star because mm. I used to love being in there as a student pilot this was my favorite haunt. I can imagine. Oh, and you can also say hello to the girls in the in the um uh, nursing hospital because <laughs> Spent a few nights there too.
6: <laughs> Unusually, right. I'm, I, I'm unable to
5: <laughs> say anything more about that.
1: <laughs> I don't think we want to know. The court <laughs>
6: is
5: still pending. Um, was it a medical condition? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, indeed it was, good. yeah.
2: But they, they yeah. fixed me up, no problem. That yeah, very I'm good.
5: sure they did. Um,
6: but no, yeah, York is a, is a f- fabulous city, a great walking city as well, actually. So, um, um, but, yeah, plenty of things to do there. So, we're going up there for a couple of days uh, as well and having some uh, nice, relaxing time between Christmas and New Year before we're, we're back to the uh, the work. Oh, Sue won't be, so I'll be a bit of a shock for her. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I'll be back on January the 2nd. So, yeah.
2: Well, good luck in your retirement, old chap. Uh, you deserve it. Thank you. Yeah. I've still got. Are you going to leave with some little special bits and pieces from the company? You're going to sneak into your boot? Uh when you when you actually go, you it know, a few aims. extra mics or
5: He can't say well, now,
2: he's got a year and say it right yeah, now.
6: I've yeah, I've got a year and a bit to go, so I'm not <laughs> oh, okay. well, sucking yeah. up now already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start <laughs> the
0: <laughs> job now. <laughs> yeah. Nick.
2: Dare yeah, I ask, dare I well, ask I, what
0: you're doing for Christmas.
2: Well, Julie doesn't uh, she thinks she's cooked enough uh, rice. Dinners and we, uh, our pub is just under new ownership, and they have decided to open and they're putting on a Christmas uh, lunch. So we're going down the pub, uh, which will be lovely. Uh, but actually, my thought really is not with what I'm doing this Christmas, but for all those poor cabin crew and pilots who are having to work over Christmas, and uh, you know, they're often the forgotten. Bunch because uh, everyone expects them to be, you know, on top of their jobs and professional, whereas they're usually leaving family and friends behind, and uh, you know, having to go. it may be somewhere nice, but it may not be, um, you know. And uh, they they have a hard time of it over over Christmas. So my my thoughts are always with them and the poor suckers that are on standby, having been called out at 11 o'clock in the morning on standby to fly to shanghai i know how it feels uh so you think you've got away with it and then not uh the phone rings and you're off somewhere around the world so yeah i do feel for you have a great christmas anyway and it must I was going to oh.
5: say, it just must not be quite as much fun for the, the Virgin staff that are working, because now that, now that you're retired, Nick, they're, they're not flying with Santa any longer on Christmas. <laughs> that's
2: very true. I always, uh, on my last flight of the year, I always used to go around with a sack of presents for the uh, crew, and, uh, yeah, and put my hat on, and the passengers thought it was amusing. All the kids used to ask if uh, I was Santa. You are. To us you are, Nick. <laughs> andy
0: what's uh, what's going on with you for christmas
3: well for me this is the first time in well over a decade that i don't have to worry about the call from crewing or anybody else um I've got christmas the perks of being management i don't have to work over the christmas period um so on christmas day well we've got a she's of course she's nearly six now a six-year-old daughter, so I've got all the family coming around, and I'm cooking lunch because I'm the uh, I'm the chef in this house. So I'm doing lunch for around nine or ten of us, and we're just going to have a lovely, quiet Christmas. That's the plan. Probably, uh, pop down my pub on Christmas morning, and then we'll see how the dinner turns out
1: after that.
6: Yes, um, I yes. Say, <laughs> you <might laughs> your previous form, uh, <laughs> yes. when, when you always
1: <laughs> When you say yes. your pub, I mean you have one in your home. Is that what you're saying? He does. Back garden, yes oh nice yes. yes it's quite a large
3: premises unlicensed i might add so don't think you, can all come <laughs> you know um, if all
0: yeah. else fails Andy, you can always rely on chef mike
3: chef mike
0: yeah who's he chef mike you've never heard of chef mike
3: no a ding ding dinner <laughs> oh a microwave
1: yes uh, uh... Good. no no no,
3: no. I'm, I, I like cooking So it'll be good fun. And yeah, just a nice quiet Christmas and then back to it uh, just before New Year.
2: Sounds good. Who does the dishes?
3: Well, I don't care. Not me. (laughs) 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 I'll just sit in the corner with a... A port by that point and go, the rest of you can sort that out. Port? Yeah,
1: very nice. Uh, Captain Jeff, what's, uh, what, what, what are your plans for Christmas? Well, my lovely ex-wife and children have all in, uh, invited me over to spend a wonderful Christmas time. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that's not happening, but I'm thinking I need to figure out how to get in touch with all those crew out there flying over uh, Christmas time, uh, Christmas holidays, so that uh, I can uh, enjoy Christmas with them.
2: Oh, indeed, yeah. To p- pitch up at the Crew Hotel in Atlanta. The Virgin <laughs> yeah, crew go. are probably I'll still wear my uniform in, in that round one. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. They'll, yeah. they'll take you out for a party.
1: I'll be uh, busy doing my singing at my my church. That will keep me occupied uh, for, for most of the time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and just uh, want to wish uh, Christmas blessings to everyone uh, listening and watching right now. Well, oh, thank brilliant. you, Jeff.
2: Mike. out of interest, Jeff. Which is your oh. least
1: favorite carol? Oh. Um I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I I think I love them all. How about
2: that? Oh, oh no, you're, talking you're talking about, about the songs. Sorry, I thought that. you meant people. <laughs>
6: oh yeah, which? Oh,
1: which Carol? Uh, yeah. <laughs> which carol? carol, carol yeah, Carol so Carol Smith is the one that's probably <laughs> on <chair>. fair
2: enough. <laughs> All right, well dodged.
0: Well dodged. Thank you, My, Micah. What's uh, What's your plans for Christmas? Family, food.
5: It will be my traditional Christmas, as everyone knows. It's not my particular holiday, but I do have some Christmas traditions. And on Christmas Eve, I will go out just before they close and pick up a McDonald's filet o fish sandwich and think about my niece Hannah and my father, if you'll remember that story. And then later on on Christmas Eve, around eight o'clock, I will call my my college sweetheart, who is still my college sweetheart, and make my 47th annual call to Beth, and we will talk and talk about everything that happened over the course of the year. And then on Christmas Day, I'll go out either on my own or with a friend for Chinese food, which is the traditional Jewish way of celebrating Christmas. All things that have come up at one time or another in my Christmas stories. I think oh. Jesus actually had Chinese food. Um. I believe he did, but, but I think that was the last supper.
1: Oh, okay.
5: I, yeah. I think they they called in for takeout to take away. <laughs> yeah.
2: Making me hungry. Mm. All this
0: now, talk.
5: Come
2: on, I'm, I'm just curious, Micah. Uh, what is your favorite Chinese dish?
5: Oh my gosh! You know, I, I, I have so many favorites of everything. You ask me my favorite airplane. You ask me my favorite food. Chinese dish. Mm. I don't know, recently I've been, you know, it changes. I've been ordering uh, roast pork egg for young or lo mein, and recently I found a place that just does fried wontons now that are really Ooh. nice. Stuffing and, oh, yeah. oh and, and then I can't go wrong without a, uh, a scallion pancake, another one that I really like. Excellent. My favorite is number 35. Oh, I like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, 47 one. Trump's
6: oh, 35.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bag of prawn crackers. That would do me.
2: Oh, well, there you go. You're cheap. Cheap date.
0: Oh, I know. Bag of pork crackers and some sweet and sour sauce. Mushu
1: pork.
2: <laughs> oh, Tokyo no soy sauce. <laughs> 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 I've just done the uh, show uh, artwork with uh, soy sauce in it.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> You'll have to listen to understand why. and What, the <laughs>
2: yes, what a beautiful segue. I still
1: haven't figured it out myself.
2: <laughs> he landed in a field of soy I know I did see you yeah know. uh, it was just acting uh, oh, I'm sorry' I'm sorry actually
0: that that'll that'll be our entertainment for next year in 2024 we'll be watching that a320 take off from that field
2: oh indeed yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely I think they're gonna have to take it apart and cut it out but there you go.
3: Well, they might, mm. it might take itself apart if they try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's one flight I'd I not bothered about being it's, yeah. it, on board. It's not the
5: call
3: you want from crewing, definitely. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they did fly a 737 out from the bank of the Mississippi down in New Orleans, and Nick, Nick yeah, did true. a great story about that. Oh, yeah, uh, but that, that uh, was yeah. a 7.3, though. I've got to yeah, that's admit, that's like a bit
2: a of a tractor. a cart with wings. Nothing can go wrong. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's not going to come apart.
1: I, I do think oh, it's going to destroy itself. <laughs> you know, we behaved ourselves for almost, yeah, the, entire almost
0: <laughs> the entire show. Yeah, <laughs> did no. almost the entire show, Right, <laughs> guys and girls and people and everyone. Uh, we're going to wrap up this Christmas special, and I'm going to say a big thanks to everyone who's joined us. Uh, thanks to Armando and obviously Matt, uh, who had to get to skip away there. But thanks, everyone. You absolute legends, you all. Thanks for joining us on the uh, Christmas show, the PTUK Christmas show. And uh, just in case, I mean, just in case anyone doesn't know where uh, Jeff and uh, Nick
1: are from. Jeff, what is your amazing show? Oh, it's called the Airline Pilot Guy show, and it's uh, airlinepilotguy.com. There we go. So,
0: Nev, I think I'll leave it to you to say uh, the last words for our Christmas special.
6: Well, thanks, Carlos, and it's been yeah, another great year. Really enjoyed uh, our weekly uh, contributions and had some great interviews this year uh, and we're looking forward to doing some more air shows next year as well, weather permitting. So from all of us here on the show, hope you have a very nice Christmas and a happy new year and look forward to seeing you again very soon. Bye for now.
0: Say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy new-